July 26th was the 31st anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA. We are incredibly thankful to Vespero for providing the first corporate contributions of this year-long ACB 60 for 60 campaign and for launching a matching challenge to our ACB members and our partners. Vespero will double every contribution made to the 60 for 60 campaign up to $10,000 over the month. Their matching challenge will start today, July 26th, in honor of the ADA's 31st anniversary until August 31st, 2021. To join the challenge in honor of the ADA's anniversary today, please donate at acb.org slash donate. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to ACB History Book Discussion Group. My name is Christy Crespin from California, and today is August 31st, so if you're going to uh, contribute the $60, please get it done. Don't, don't wait because today's the last day. Uh, so I'd like to welcome everybody. Our host today is Linda Yaks, and our streamer today is Larry Gassman. Thank you both. Linda, could you please... Uh, over the rules regulations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so um, we're going to ask you to raise hands to speak, and the way to do that is Alt-Y on your PC, Option-Y on your Mac, lower right-hand corner on your smartphone under the More button, click over to you find Raise Hand, and then on the punch, uh, touch tone keypad, it is star 9. Once we ask you to unmute, you do that by pressing Alt-A on your computer, Command-Shift-A on your Mac, lower left-hand corner, there'll be a mute and unmute button on your smartphone, and star 6 will accomplish that goal on your touchtone phone. Thank you, Christy. Thank you very much. All right. So um, we have about uh, 11 people right now on including me and Linda and Larry. So, uh, and we have some new people. That's so awesome. I noticed that we have some telephone numbers. And um, so if if we have a telephone number, please make sure you identify yourself so that Linda can then put your name in there so we make sure everybody gets a chance to speak. Uh, so what do you all uh, think about any any takeaways after our discussion last week uh, regarding Chapter 6? Any? Well, I have Jennifer's hand up. Okay, Jennifer. You can unmute Jennifer. It may still be up from before. Jennifer, star six. No, I put it down. Oh, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah, actually, you know, I haven't read it in a while, so maybe you could recap. I, 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 it's been quite a while since I read the book. 
Well, it was basically the chapter describing the split. Okay. Um, yeah. I when yeah, when they when uh the um the NFB um basically made it clear that they were not going to listen or allow uh, the, quote, dissenters, in quotes, to talk. And so... Well, that's uh, a violation. That's a violation of First Amendment. Well, regardless, the the history is that they um, then walked out the... um, the meeting was held at the Aladdin Hotel in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, okay. and the ACB was born. So, right. Um, so, I remember reading something right. like that. Right. Uh, you, you know, yeah. I read I read the book several years ago, and so um, it really does help to go back and read, reread, you know, and and what we, you know what we got out of it when we first read it is going to be different than what we get out of it during subsequent, subsequent readings. So in any other, thank you, Jennifer. And thank you for joining us today. Um, Any other other comments? Yes. Linda holiday has her hand up. Linda. And welcome. Hey. Hi, I'm, I'm unmuted. It took me a yes. second to unmute. But anyway, um, I, I remember I joined NFB in 1976, and um, I was treated very rudely. I joined ACB in 1985, and I was treated very rudely by some, the, some NFB people in Utah that are no longer. There's, um, there's one that's passed away. Um, and then there's a couple of others that got me into NFB. And then I got into, it was the Las Vegas convention was the first one I went to, the one in 85. In ACB? So, yeah, in ACB. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you. Anyone else commenting on the end of ch- on yes. Chapter 6? Bob Acosta. Bob? Yay, Welcome. I think it's me. I think it's me. My phone was ringing. Robert Acosta here. Yeah. Very, very quickly. The split was a tragedy for blind people. I don't care which side you're on. It was, it was not good. We were, we were at the Zenith in 56 in San Francisco. We want over 1000 people attended, but because of the grasping of power, it was all about power. You know, who's gets and which gang is better and so forth. And um, certainly uh, the expulsion of many affiliates, six of them, was it was destined to fail in 61. Frank Luciano tried to speak with the Minutemen thing and they would they gaveled him down. It was over. And those courageous people, the 39 or whatever it is, went across the street to the Aladdin to form the American Council of the Blind, you know, were, were facing um, true problems, raising money, convincing people. To join them because people got sick of the fighting and it wasn't easy. It, it wasn't that everybody said, let's go to ACB because they're more democratic. Some people worship Dr. Tenbrook and they were not going to, they were not going to leave anyway, no matter what he did. 
Uh, others uh, were afraid, another national, another war. Uh, but certainly the father of ACB, Derwood McDaniel, deserves great credit for molding uh, this great organization. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Anyone else? Um, Mary Beth, looks like you have your hand up. Mary Beth? I think the thing that, that always amazes me when I, when I read this chapter is how hard um, the people in ACB, at the, well, in the new ACB, really tried to stay. You know, how, how how tenacious they were because of all the things that, that um Bob just mentioned. You know, that they nobody wanted two organizations and, and you know, theoretically we're we're all supposed to be having the same goal of, you know, better conditions for blind people and how hard um how hard they, they really worked before they left. I mean, it was made so glaringly apparent by so many things that that this just wasn't going to work, but but they 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 really pushed it to the end just to make sure that there wasn't some common ground that they could maybe find and and maybe get to to stay again. Thank you. Thank you, and and we'll find out in chapter seven that uh, Frank Luciano um, again tried to coalesce and, and put the organizations together again and uh, didn't get a very favorable response from uh, Jacobus Tenbrook. Yeah. So uh, any other comments? About There's Chapter no more C? hands right now. Yes, there are. There are? Yep. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> it's still there. It's waving. It's getting tired of waving. It's been about 10 minutes, but it's still is there. It, is it you, Larry? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, don't do that to me. I'm looking and going, wait, what's wrong? Okay, go ahead, Larry. Okay, ahead, Larry. that's okay. I got to have some fun while I'm waiting, you know. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's, in, it's interesting because I could easily get into Chapter 7, but to just concentrate a little bit more on 6. And a lot of what I have to say, Bob already said, which is great. But I, I am amazed, and, and I think also how lucky ACB was, even before it was ACB, in the, in the formative committee that they had of, a, of those 39, probably more, whom we don't necessarily know about because we weren't there. But the 39 people who were selected and who agreed to go across the street were so strong administratively. I mean, what would have happened if we hadn't had Freeman as the first president of ACB? He was so solid in what he did. And Derwood McDaniel as well, and others like him, they were very fortunate because the organization could have just collapsed and died. Not saying that it would have, but I'm just saying without the incredible strong administrative leadership that stepped forward and says we, said we are going to start a new res- organization if that hadn't happened, it very well could have died because even after the organization started and actually separated, there were still growing pains, which we'll learn about a little bit in seven. Now, they didn't have the issues with regard to uh, the Kenneth Jernigans and other people. Uh, they, they were out from under that. I mean, they were still there, but they didn't have to directly deal with it anymore. And I am, I am just in awe as I read this about how strong administratively they were, they were and how lucky ACB was to have that committee when they first started. Thank you. Yes, 
Thank you very much. Hi, guys. Hey, Livy, do you want to comment on Chapter 6? Um, I sort of echo what, you know, what Larry has said. Um, you know, I mean, these people had guts, let me tell you, because to do what they did, and as I've read in Chapter 7, it's just like... Yeah, we're just coming in on Chapter 6 right now, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Makes you, you proud. Yeah, yeah. Makes you proud. All right. Good morning or afternoon. This is Dalton from Alabama. Um, okay. Um, could, could, okay. Could you guys make sure to raise your hands? Okay. I know those of you who joined in late. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm using a phone and I don't know how to raise it. Um, it's, it's star nine. Nine. But right. it's okay. But, it, but it's okay. Well, welcome. And what is your name um, again? Dalton. Dalton. I. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm legally blind. I have some sight, but it's very limited. Um, and I've heard about you guys for a while. I am right now just visiting. I'm financially unstable, so I can't really uh, be a part of the. Um, club completely yet. I'm just wondering because uh, I'm wondering what, what y'all are do doing so I can catch up. Okay, so what we're doing, Dalton, welcome. Um, and so are, are, are we your first call? Yes, you are. Oh my goodness. Well, I feel honored. Um, so what we're doing so. is we're talking about the book, People of Vision, a History of the American Council of the Blind by James J. McGivern, M-E-G-I-V-E-R-N, and Marjorie L. McGivern. And you can get that from the NLS uh, or Bookshare, or you can purchase it from uh, the ACB Mini Mall. But I suggest if you get do you if you get talking books from the Library of Congress, just go ahead and and uh, either ask your librarian or download it. Um, What's so the name of the book? I'm sorry. People of Vision: A History of the American Council of the Blind. And so, um, the other thing that you can do, um, if if you have um, internet. You can write to community at acb.org. That's for American Council of the Blind. Community at acb.org and ask to be placed on uh, the list so you can get a list of, of the events that we have because there are so many different kinds of events. So welcome aboard. I actually... I actually found uh, y'all's um, meeting through um, a list that was provided. Fantastic. All right. Well, welcome. Any other comments on Chapter 6 before we start moving into Chapter 7? Well, unless Larry's waving his hand in the air again, I don't see anybody else. I'm not, but I could. <laughs> what do you want to say, Larry? I don't. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I just want to make Linda feel happy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so let's, let's, it is now <coughs> about 16 after. So uh, let's delve into chapter seven. What a deal. So chapter seven begins, uh, part three of the ACB, the first 40 years. And chapter seven is uh, about almost three hours of reading. Well, about three hours of reading. And chapter eight is almost three and a half hours of reading. But chapter seven is uh, talks about from 1962 and the, basically the, the founding of uh, ACB and its first convention in St. Louis through 1968. And a lot happens um, during, these, during these years, uh, including the loss of several people who are, um, I, I say, famous blind folks, and uh, also Robert F. Kennedy. So um, who would like to begin the discussion regarding Chapter 7? Okay, Robert Acosta. Okay. Well. Tell me when I'm speaking too much. I'll begin it. You're good. Anyway. We'll cut you off. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, I know you will. <laughs> okay, basically... Uh, it was a time of pulling things together. They got incorporated very quickly, ACB, with the lawyers we had. They would. Uh, Ned Freeman must be commended. He was yes. um, in 62 elected. He was the first president. Kathy Skyvers was one of the, I think, 39 or whatever it was, charter members in 62. And they officially formed it. But Ned, I commend Ned Freeman. He was a great president. He tried very hard to be fair uh, when he wasn't. Like he he took George Card's name off of being the editor of the Braille Forum, which comes on later. Right now, they're still the National the Free Press, but they switched their name to the the Forum. Someone to call it the Observer, and so on. But basically, um, you, you're seeing the personalities rise. And uh, Marie Boring was a leader, but she she was um, from North Carolina. And she was distressed that North Carolina wasn't ready to just jump into the ACB. It took convincing. And so what you're going to see in this chapter is guys like George Carr, Derwood McDaniel, and others uh, attending meetings. Sometimes they were booed. Sometimes people said, well, wait. I don't have in my mind every affiliate. Oh, I think Oklahoma was first affiliate. Yes, it was in. the first ABC to came in, I think, in 64, the Associated Blind of California. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to keep talking. I, I just, I don't have all of them in a row, but it took work. I want to tell you that people weren't convinced. They didn't want to get into another fight in a national organization. But gradually, the other statement I want to make is finding a fundraiser. They were talking with Bernie Gershon, who had worked with the NFB. And finally, Bernie later says, I don't, I won't work with you guys. And uh, because he brought, brought a lot of money into the NFB, but he also didn't work with uh, the NFB. He said he didn't like Jernigan. And he, Russ Klepsing and others, who was the president of the NFB, tried to convince him to work with them, the greeting cards, um, and so forth. So we find a fundraiser, though. We move steadily, step by step. Each convention, 
there's something. And probably one of the greatest they say was Rochester was really good. And, and Wichita, Wichita was very good. I understand. And I'm done because I want to hear from others. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Bob. Who else would like to speak? Debbie Green. Debbie. All the audio now unmuted. Um, I would like to know, Mr. Acosta, when did you when did you come on to the scene with um, ACB? You're asking me when I came on the scene? Yes. Okay. I started as a student in 57 um, in California. Wow. And a lot of it is who you knew. It was really tough because if I may take a moment, Bob Campbell, who went to ACB, was the head of our reader service for college, blind college students. And we got to know him. He was wonderful, very fair and so forth. And I remember them. And we had Dr. Isabel Grad in Southern California with students with us. And I met her because I ran for student body president at my high school. My principal struck my name for the ballot because I was blind. Dr. Grant got into it, Dr. Tenbrook, everybody. uh, And they helped me. I got back on the, I didn't win, but I got on, I got back on the ballot. And so I knew Dr. Grant, she was an amazing woman. Well, she was NFB and we fought over the card amendment. We didn't know what we were doing. And she, we got a vote to um, to support the card amendment, which make the president very strong. That was a big mistake. The card passage of the card amendment. Anyway, I remember our secretary. Then, if I may share this, finally, yes. our secretary said, you know, she had to write to Bob Campbell to tell him he was president of the CCB then, California Council of the Blind. Also, Mr. Campbell. They're making me write this. I really like you. You know, you're really fair and I don't want you mad at me, you know, but we're mm. going to vote for the card amendment. Uh, we're going to tell our delegate to vote for, for the card amendment. And he was gracious. He wrote back, Alice, don't worry about a thing. We're always friends. This is a political f- disagreement, but we're friends. And that's the kind of guy Bob Campbell was. So that's my story. I don't know if I saw that 57, not very active. Till about sixty-seven, because I was, I got, I, I went to college. I became a school teacher, you know, in up in near Stockton, California, Manteca, which means lard in English. <laughs> and um, if you you can smell the town, the sugar beets, twenty-five miles away, you knew you couldn't get lost. Anyway, it was a great experience. And then I looked for a job, and I be, I won't get into too, but I was the first test case for the California Council of the Blind to, uh, to be hired in the LA Unified School District to teach sighted youngsters in wow. a regular classroom wow. situation they had blind teachers teaching blind kids which is great but uh i was first so i wasn't active then i got active in 67 in the federation and never looked back it was terrific thank you wow. sorry to talk so long and, and, and bob when did you join um when did you join when did you break with nfb and okay well they broke from us and yeah. i wanted to make that statement thank you in 1978, I was invited to a Russian restaurant in San Francisco. Uh, there were ha- big money was given to our San Francisco chapter. And um, the president was afraid that Muzzy Marcelino would steal it and give it to the NFB. Big money was $65,000 to a local chapter. Okay. Oh, yeah. And of course, um, I went to this Russian restaurant. I was told that I had broken the law. My wife was hired by the board as public information officer. She took a big cut in her salary and all that stuff. And they said, you must resign. 
you must resign. I was only president at like a year and you must resign. And um, I was going to do it until I talked to my lawyer. And he said, you didn't do anything. They're, they're ambushing you. They had their lawyer there. They had the, the president of the NFP was Ralph Sanders then. And that's where it started. And then we, and I want to say to you guys, five-year court battle, we won our name and we won our treasury of a half million. That's what he wanted was the treasury. Okay. But I want to say this. We were loyal to the Federation up to maybe 82. Yeah. We won. Oh, we want to go back. Well, no way. After we saw him in Baltimore in a deposition and how arrogant and how crazy he was, we, we finally just said, we don't want to go back. But it takes time. You don't just say, oh, let's find ACB. Derwin McDaniel had horns. The NFB said nothing good about him. Right. You know, they would say there's only 20 in Portland. They do nothing. They do nothing. You bet. That's all you heard. So I, somebody said, well, you know, why don't we jump in and just join ACB? I wish it was true. It took Durward's patience. And finally, in 84, we merged with the other group with a promise, not merged. We, we joined and became two affiliates in California. And then we promised them we would merge. And in 85, we merged and we, are, we were one organization and we were much stronger for it. But I, we didn't just want to go into ACB. We were loyal federationists. That's the whole problem when he kicked people out. Yeah. What did I do? Well, yeah. he got mad if he didn't like you anymore. It, thank you. It, it, thank you. It was horrible. It was absolutely. Yeah, Chrissy remembers that. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was yeah. devastating. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyone else want to make a Alan? comment? Alan? Alan? Hello, guys. Great dog. Good morning, Alan. Presentation. Good morning, Christy. How are you? How are you? Good. I was wondering why was uh, a reason for having a national organization when we was out of the one that we was currently in on the NFP? Could anyone tell me that? Why? I'm sorry. Why was we uh, seeking a national organization when we just left or forced out of the previous organization that we was in? Well, we were not uh, affiliated with anyone um, for a few years. Uh, we were on our own, um, uh, as Bob had said, until until eighty four, uh, when we when we decided to go ahead and join uh, the American Council of the Blind, and then merged with. Uh, ABC in uh, 1985. And what because, because we because California was gun shy. Oh yeah. And you know I don't think California is not the only state. I remember reading in chapter seven about you know even people like Hollis Liggett. Um, he didn't join. Um, ACB for a long time. Star, 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 zero, seven, five, was joined to me. So, um, so we're, we were not alone in our reticence. More because we had been through such a hard divorce, basically. All right. Does that answer your question? That answers, yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, now, this is Don. Okay, Don. But yeah, I just wanted to add something to this comment that one of our big reasons to, or at least mine, going uh, joining with a ACB 
we were on our own. But there, there we were when we first had our first split. When when the two groups we split from the ACB and the NFB, the legislature couldn't understand why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? They got used to that, and then coming into the legislature with three groups was really right. uh, harmful, and and we had to really get together. Yeah, um, and 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 ACB, I mean a the ABC had formed and broken off from NFB much earlier. In They broke off in 1960 um, before the ACB-NFB split. So um, ACB then, I, I think ABC then came on um, as an as an American Council affiliate, I believe it was 1964. If anybody remembers, no notification please correct me. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Anyone else? Regina. 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 Regina, you're muted. Okay, I found the button. All right, <laughs> I know <laughs> it's different in different places on the iPhone. Sometimes yeah. it'll be in one place. Yeah, well, never mind. Everyone knows that it's in one place sometimes, and another place another time. I guess the way you have your screen set up. So, um, I got curious. Can I interrupt for just a quick second? this book for so long. May I interrupt for just a quick second? Someone's jaws keeps interrupting. If you're going to stay unmuted, please put your um, speech on demand so we don't hear it. Don, I think that's you. I'm, I'm that's, really sorry yeah. for interrupting, but it's very, um, it cuts off who's speaking. So thank, thank you. you. Yeah, it was. My my phone was talking out of turn at the same time, too, so it was interesting. Oh, <laughs> we didn't hear your phone, Regina. Um, so I got curious because I've been doing this reading and I'm fairly new to, to the blindness movement as far as being inside of an organization. I was always on the outside kind of observing mm-hmm. um, when I worked for Society for the Blind and trying to sort between because... Most of my coworkers were NFB, and so I was trying to sort between what I felt was sort of an unquestioned, unquestioning loyalty to this organization, which was one of my things. When I would hear Kenneth Jernigan speak, it would be like, wait, like, this is not anything, this sounds like they want to have it be a religion, not an actual advocacy movement. So I guess I got curious after reading more of uh, this book and I went and looked at the current NFB constitution and the president still has amazing, not amazing, but distressing powers. I mean, I was amazed that they hadn't changed it. The president is still pretty much, he can, he can tell someone that they have to kick out a member still. Um, the president of the whole organization can tell, say, Sacramento that they want Regina Brink out of the, you know, out of the affiliate or out of the chapter. Um, 
it actually specifies chapters and affiliates of the local at the local level. Um, the president can spend up to five thousand dollars without consulting the board. And under the budget, it, and this is the current constitution, it says that they can have a budget review whenever they deem it necessary, but they don't have to submit a budget to the board or the or the members or anything. It's really, I would, if anyone's curious, go read the current constitution. There's not been a lot of change. I think they put a new face on it and anyone that has more information than I do can talk on that. But I just wanted to say that I, I, I don't believe they've mended their ways. I think they're just um, trying to make it look better. And I, I'm not trying to be divisive. I know we have to work with them at some point, but I think we also have to be truthful about how they structure their organization. <laughs> Thanks. I'll stop. Thank you, Regina. It would be interesting to see a comparison of the two constitutions. My hand is up. Can I speak? Yes. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I think it's very interesting. And one just one thought I had is how many how many members of our organization, let alone theirs, actually read that constitution. I think, you know, I think it would be really good for, for and I, I know we're speaking to the choir here probably, but, you know, it's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to really know what you believe in if you don't actually go and read the constitution and bylaws. And I'm one of those crazy, insane people who like that kind of stuff. So, you know, I've read them, but I just, I just wanted to make that comment that, you know, I'm, I'm glad that Regina brought that up because I would never have known some of those things. I never was involved with NFB at all. Uh, well, I'll take that back. I went to the NFB convention when it was in Denver in 89 and I had my fill of them there. Um, so, uh, you know, I never really got involved as far as being a member or anything, but I just wanted to bring that up that, you know, it's, it would be really good for all of us to actually do due diligence and read these documents. Uh, well, I, would, I, I would like, I would like to play, I would like to ask the Board of Publications to do two things. I would like the Board of Publications to print, to reprint the well, actually, several things. I would like to see an issue in the Braille form where we have the original ACB constitution, the uh, that statement of principles that was uh, published, I believe, in... I can't remember when it, they said it was published. I was going to look... But it's in a back issue. I think it was 72, but I'm not sure. Um, and, and I would like uh, for the, the current and original Constitution and bylaws of um, NFB to be published. So that would be an interesting issue. Um, and then to have some commentary, not judgment, but just objective commentary on on both. And uh, that's a great idea, Christy, if I can say, and I just wanted to give Bob Acosta and Jeff Tom credit for getting me addicted to reading constitutions. <laughs> Never did <laughs> yeah. that before. 
That's but right. I know Bob's on the call. I doubt Jeff is, but no. but I just want to publicly say those are the two people that and 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 entertained by dumb questions like why is that written that way and and how come they didn't write it this way and why do you need to write that like mm-hmm. some of it seems um uh what do you call it um like extra writing like uh, do they just like to hear themselves talk but it's not constitutions are written the way they are for a reason right and so at some point i think we we could do with the community call follow up and I would also, if we, we bring this to the publications committee, request that that be one of the Braille issues. Yeah. I don't want to have to read it online. I don't, I always transfer constitutions into a Braille format because I can't digest it any other way. So <laughs> anyway, I'll be quiet again. Sorry. Thank you. The I'm other Christine. thing that I would like to see is um, a link to the back issues of the Braille form. I hope they to do be that. published Chris, in the Braille form. Christy may make, make a comment, please. Uh, yeah, let me ask Linda. Has anybody else? Yeah, yep. I'll yield how many to hands anybody. Are raised? Uh, Bob's hands up. Okay. I know that, but else? I'll yield if somebody hasn't um, spoken. Linda, you want me to go Utah's ahead? Utah's hand is up also. Okay. Okay. So go ahead. Bob. I, I, I'm almost at a single Hi. moment. Were you, were you calling to... me? Oh, hang on um, just a second. This is Not Linda. Yet. Just a second. Let me let Bob and then and then Linda okay. in the queue. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. Be fast so this person go, can get on. Um, first of all, Don remembers our president of CCB and the NFB, Muzzy Marcelino, always said, "The leaders lead; the people are the sheep, and you must follow us." And I never understood that. And I don't think Don Queen did either. He was a rebel with a cause like I was. <laughs> what do you mean we must just follow? We want to ask what that would never play in the ACB. I guarantee you, if you attended the amendments that we adopted, uh, Carla came up with one that was different. She got all the respect. We listened with respect and we voted it down. But it wasn't bad. She has a right to do that in ACB. And that's, that's a great thing. Secondly, Remember, the difference, the difference is top-down leadership, that's the NFB. We must approve everything a state does, a chapter or whatever. And the um, ACB leaves you alone. They treat us like adults. If we mess around, yeah, they'll, they'll get into it and try to help you and so forth. But that's why I like the ACB. They leave us alone. We are committed and we have our ways to do it as long as it's in the confines of our principles. And I, I'm sorry we didn't read the principles in the book, uh, Christy. They, they may be published somewhere because the convention did hear it and say, let's wait a little bit. But uh, right. um, what's his name? Oh, gosh. Earl Sherry wrote them. Right. And I'd like to read them. I'd like to read those principles. Thank yeah, you. they're in the forum. I, I can't remember which. Yeah, but I got to go back and find it. And, I know. You know. June 17th or, you know. I don't know. Okay, thank okay. you. Chrissy, Chrissy, I failed to let you know it halfway through. It's, oh, not that uh, I, I, I checked it out, Linda. Okay. We're, we're good. Okay, so the next is Linda. Okay. Okay. Um, before I say what I have to say, Bob, I'm, it's nice to meet you over the phone. I've never met you before. But in 1979, um, I was at the NFB convention, my first convention in Miami Beach, Florida. And then... Um, they were boiling with the um, uh, NFB was boiling with uh, bad comments about California too. Oh, yeah. I remember. 
Thank you, Linda. Okay, we have a, a telephone number, area code 330. Okay. Yes, uh, this, yes. I, I like. Who is this? Let's see. Uh, this is Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Stephanie. I, last last week. Uh, yes. Yeah, um, well, I I do I I do get involved in in both NFB and ACB, and they seem like both good programs. They have a lot of uh, they have a lot of good activities and stuff. And um, yes, I agree that they do, and I like uh, NFB's website. Mm -hmm. um, they have a lot of good resources. However, can we ask the young lady, are they no longer uh, doing dual anti-dual affiliation? In my day, you couldn't join another or, or you couldn't join ACB or you'd be expelled. So things have changed there for the NFB. Well, I you don't, be in yeah. both, right? I don't know that it has. Um, I well, this know young people, lady here said she is in both. Right. I know people. Um, I know people who have joined both organizations and were asked to leave ACB. Oh, so really? That's I, I unfortunate. believe that is still happening. But they were asked but, to leave ACB? Yeah. You said? ACB? Too, yeah. Too bad. That's no. ACB wouldn't do it normally. No, just, no. NFB oh, oh, I believe asks that. them to leave ACB. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Chrissy, they know, and they thing. didn't have any trouble with me. I mean, uh, uh, they didn't. Yeah, good. Um, that's a step forward. You know, they get into the 21st century if they allow dual affiliation. But I know Jernigan did not, and he would he he kicked Roger Peterson out because Roger joined NFB in another disability group, and Roger was expelled. You know, and Roger is very loyal and he's a great guy. So uh, you know, that's but anyway, yeah, dual affiliation. That's interesting. Yeah. Somebody hey, wanted Jennifer has my hand up. Jennifer. Jennifer, star six. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, you know, the one thing about the NFB that I have noticed over and over and all the all the times when I've dealt with them, they didn't like they they, they couldn't define. Okay, like okay, here here's an example. Whenever the question of it, there there's a clause in their constitution that says you can be thrown out because of what they refer to as conduct unbecoming of a federationist. They don't define what they're talking about. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's very much, I, I actually remember even when I was in Hawaii, they were, you know, I kept hearing an awful lot of talk. Oh, we want to improve things for a whole point of one. Well, you know, I thought that the, Agencies like Rail Institute and Ho'opono and all that weren't supposed to be politically involved, but sometimes you get people in there who want to try and, okay, like if a person decides to go to any agency for the blind, they should not be steered into joining a political group if they don't want to be part of it. Right. Yes, thank you, Jennifer. Yeah, okay. We have John. John? Oh, all right. I don't know if I should bring this up. One 
Roger was kicked out because he invited gay speakers at his chapter. That's what I remember because we were, and I said, oh, that's okay. Then they kicked us out too. So I, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You can't be different. Yeah. One thing that I, I notice and I still notice it, you know, I used to tell my husband when I was a, a federationist that, um, it's like a, it's a religion, and and it is. Um, it is approached that way. ACB is not approached as a religion. It is not approached as an all or nothing. Um, I became upset when I found out that some of my chapter members belong to both CCB, California Council of the Blind, and the NFB. And I was set straight by members of CCB slash ACB that that's not a problem. Where I do consider it to be a problem is if someone was to be an officer. Um, but it's, as, as Jennifer said, you know, there's, there's good about both organizations. Um, one one problem I also have is that uh, once you're on the NFB's mailing list, you never get off. <laughs> they count you as an, a member of the NFB. Um, as uh, having received many, many, many years of, of copies of the Braille form that we didn't ask for even after we moved. And even after we, quote, unsubscribed. Um, and and so um, I, I find this to be a problem. And, you know, in 1971, when I joined the NFB, they said we were 50,000 strong. Well, guess what I'm hearing in 2021? We're 50,000 strong. What is the real membership? And that's another thing I'd like to see is what is the membership of FACB and what is the true membership of NFB? Okay, 505, I'm pretty sure this is Beth in New Mexico. Beth? Hello? Yes, this this is Beth from New Mexico. All right. That that's what happened in um, in the early two thousands. I when um, AC, the NFB had kicked ACB out of New New Mexico. I don't see how that could happen in um, in seventy nine, and they seized control of the Commission for the Blind, the the school, and the orientation center, and then. They closed down our industries. They said, oh, no, well, they should be paying you guys a certain, you know, a certain uh, wage. Well, they didn't bother to help any of those people find jobs after they closed it down. And they even wanted to interfere with other uh, workshops, too, like Goodwill and, and other things, too, which I don't think was any of their concern. And, um, and then so 
when the ACB chapter got started again here in New Mexico, some some people wanted to join it, maybe about 30, 35 people, and the NFE told them flat out, nope, you can't belong to both. So <laughs> some of them left, and uh, what I... What I would like to see, because we only have about 10 members now in, in New Mexico. I'm not a member of the state affiliate, by the way. I'm, I'm a member of other affiliates, but um, they only have 10 ACB members. I would like for each president to to know the bylaws, because I just heard the other day that supposedly our president doesn't even know the bylaws of the, the Constitution and bylaws of and we haven't had a meeting in a long time, like three, four years, because when I needed help with uh, with something, I had to turn to national, and they were surprised. And then um, Tony Stevens said, no, they lost their charter membership. They need 14, I guess. And so I'm like, wow, that's terrible. <laughs> well, Beth... Then get 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 to work there. Get to work. Get them back. Yeah, Christine, New Mexico, they said in the convention, did not have enough votes to form right. an affiliate. And I can tell you if Durward McDaniel were still living or George Card, they'd be in New Mexico helping our guys. Oh, yes, they we would. We need an organizing team. But this all costs money. There are rare people like Durward and George Card who's paid their own money. Um, but organizing teams, remember, we're doing better financially, but it costs money to send a team in there and pay their expenses. But we need to help New Mexico. Montana's another one that. Uh, oh, I understand one. that. And I understand. We want to help you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, always, I've asked the president, why? Why don't you want to reach out to the membership? In fact, supposedly, I was told that she pays all their dues. And I said, what? <laughs> you don't have to do that. That's yeah. You know. First, join your state affiliate, and yeah. you, you make good sense. And um, you know, let's see if we can get New Mexico back in. I'd back love to in. see them in. Right, we want you back. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. It's, it's we've got about ten minutes. So, um, any last thoughts? You have, or? you have some more hands. Okay, go ahead. Terry and Frank. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Terry Pachico. Hi, Terry. Yay! You made it. <laughs> I did. I made it. Um, a couple of things I'd like to point out. First of all, I was somewhat involved in in the organiz- in the uh, organizing of New Mexico, and at that time, we didn't have things like Zoom. We had conference calls, and that's why you know I know we had a lot of trouble because the um, people that got involved were from Alamogordo, and um, there just weren't that many people in one area today i think new mexico could absolutely um become a much stronger affiliate because of things like conference free conference calling zoom that kind of thing that that in my estimation would benefit tremendously from being a virtual affiliate if you will for the lack of a better term um because it's such because you've got so much geography um that you know if you could get people together from alamogorda from you know various and sundry places throughout the state i think that 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 could happen again and I, i'd love to see uh 
that get worked on again, uh, getting New Mexico. I think Montana is another one that's on the same idea of a problem. And I think Idaho was another one that had that right. same issue. Um, all of those, I think, too. One of the things, though, that, you know, everyone's been talking about the constitutions. And the other thing that I was also very involved in back in the early 70s was the when Jernigan um, condemned ACV and and put out the announcement that no one was to be a member of either. And we fought it in Massachusetts. And um, because the Massachusetts affiliate of NFB was about to uh, go against national, the national federation. And they sent John Nagel in and we had this huge fight on the floor of their state convention where my husband who had gotten permission for Charlie Crawford to speak at it at the time, got yelled at to to sit down and shut up. And (laughs) it was a crazy, insane weekend. Trust me. Um, But what I will tell you is that I think, I think it depends in a lot of cases on how far back and how much hurt people have had from the NFB that whether or not you get into the issues of dual, 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 I'm saying dual citizenship, dual membership. Um, Because I happen to know back in about 15 years ago, the, a member of the NFB's national board, also happened to be the the president of one of ACB's guide dog users, state affiliates. And she didn't make a big thing of it, but there was never an issue about the fact that she was not only on their board, but she was also the president of an ACB state chapter. Um, and I've known a lot of people through the years now, especially in the last 20 years, that are members of both organizations. And I think it's something, you know, one of the things that surprised me was when Dan did the fireside chat, Mark Riccobono was one time an ACB scholarship winner. Wow. Um, And we've done a lot of, there's been a lot more, um, I think a lot more cohesiveness between the two organizations with the younger generations. They're not the ones like us who went through the battles. They're the ones that are seeing it for what we are today. And I think we should be looking much more at the last 10 or 20 years than we should be looking at how things were in the 1970s and 80s. Um, because they're both very different organizations. They're very different memberships today than they were back in those days. Unfortunately, we've lost a lot of good leaders Yes. Um, through passings, but I think that's something we should be looking not so much from the history as looking at the present. And that's my two cents worth for today. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. One, one more. One more. Alan. Okay, Alan. Yes, uh, I like to say I did attend an NFB. I did attend an NFB convention some time back, and what got me really confused is they took a loyalty oath before the Pledge of Allegiance. Wow. And we have five minutes remaining. Okay. We do have some more hands. Okay, Bob. Bob here. Go ahead, Bob. Okay. I think Terry's presentation was excellent. 
in the Zoom era, we may have to go Zoom uh, in Wyoming, Montana. The, the Iowa, Minnesota has no chapters. Does that mean they don't care? Of course not. They're great. But some states don't lend themselves. L.A., when I was president, Chris, we had 54 up and down oh, the yeah. state. You turned around every town, but that's California. It was easy. But Zoom might be uh, might be the answer uh, for us to organize and get people encouraged that you're, they're not alone. And I want to make that that uh, uh, statement. And I forgot what I was going to say. I've talked enough. So uh, thank you, Terry, for the, that great presentation. I love hearing you. And yes, oh, we got, I know, when I was in the Federation, it was one size fits all. Right. The Iowa cane only. You know, you, hey, what's the matter? The normal blind guy, the guy who, who's Superman. Um, now it's changing. The leadership, the guys I know are telling me we're making them recognize blindness and other disabilities. So I'm with Terry. Maybe the new generation, the new breed will change the NFB a little bit. Thank you. I sure hope we get a someone who's going to be writing our history for this past 20 years. Um, we don't want to stop at 2000. We want to keep going. And, and I'm, I'm really hoping and praying that someone will take on this project and do it quickly because we need it now. So you have three minutes and two hands. Okay. Two Regina, hands. Yes, Regina, Regina. quickly. Yeah, I really okay, real quick. Wait, um, Regina. Oh, sorry. Okay, real quick, um, New Mexico has a new president, Beth. You may want to call the office. It's a male. It's not a woman anymore. I went on the website and looked. So you need to call the national office, Beth, and get in touch with the new president because maybe something different is happening now. That's the first thing. Thank Um, you, Regina. And I know the national office will give you the number. The second thing is I agree that we can be hopeful that things will change but just last year i went to present a theater idea because i wanted to um recruit i'm sorry two years ago i wanted to recruit blind actors and so i went to both organizations and the society for the blind at different places and um the president initially of the river city i have a good relationship with her from when i was working she said hey and join us for lunch and everything and we want to come and do your presentation and when i actually showed up they had the presentation they gave us like five minutes when they agreed 10 or 15 and then afterwards everybody left and we couldn't tell where they were going for lunch and they just disappeared it was like they said someone got to her and told her I was president of the Capitol chapter. And when she found that out, they just disappeared. And I never heard except for one member who happened to be a member of both. I never heard from anybody from the NFB. So uh, we do work together um, when we agree, but I think we have to be careful. They have, I, like I said, I believe they have changed their approach, but not their basic philosophy. And I'm not talking about individual members. I mean the organization. So to know if you belong to both, that's great. But understand what you're belonging to, I think. 40 seconds. 40 seconds. All right. um, Everybody, I'm sorry I didn't get to the last person. Come next week and be first. (laughs) Um, So this is Christy Crespin. This is conclusion of Chapter 7 
of People of Vision. Um, and read chapter eight next week. It's again getting hot and heavy. And um, look forward to seeing you all. Thank you, Larry, for streaming. Thank you, Linda, for hosting. You're welcome.